Welcome to the Strong Towers Podcast, a podcast with one simple vision, build up, become strong. Hey guys, welcome back for another Strong Towers Podcast. Where we left off last week was actually in the middle of a conversation with our friend Kyle about fear and... John kind of finished off that episode with the idea that as we experience these things in our lives that that are traumatic and uh, kind of formative moments, that there's only so much of it that we can take before something has to happen. Uh, And so we're going to dive back in this week, really kind of right back into that stream of thought. And, and it's just, you know, it's interesting, you know, talking about things that you don't recognize that you're doing until later on, but just how frequently we find ourselves trying to deal with our fear by doing the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. Right. So if, if there's a fear of death, how, how tightly we try to cling to control of life, Mm -hmm. right. Whether it's with health and fitness or diet and exercise, like what, whatever the thing is, you know, I'm going to make sure that I'm not hurt this way again. Yeah. Or if it's, you know, with with feeling like somebody was controlling you, that, that things were out of control in your life, then, you know, you get older and you just, you clamp down on it and be like, all right, I'm never going to let that happen to me again. That that fear of being controlled then turns into an over-functioning on the opposite end. And, and it's just, it's again, you, you don't see it. It becomes your normal so much so that it's it's just natural and then even when you do first start to look at it it just makes so much sense well of course i do this because why would i ever want to feel this way again yeah you know what for me and another part of my story was you know after my folks split up we didn't have a whole lot i mean we weren't rolling in money when they were together necessarily you know my dad was in public education my mom was a at the time they said secretary, uh, you know, at a brokerage firm. So I mean, we were doing fine, but it wasn't a lot. But when they split up, there there was even less. And so there was a short stint where we were living uh, in a trailer park. And, you know, one of the ways that that affected me, I mean, it was, it was a fine place to live. I mean, my brother and I had a bedroom. We had sweet bunk beds. It was, I pulled him off the top of that at one point. Sorry, Ben. Um, you lived in a lasting damage as far as we know. Um, he is shorter than you. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. Um, but you know, it was, it was out in the country. So, I mean, I had hills to roam and, and streams and creeks to play in and, and things like that. But there was also this feeling of, you know, anytime anybody came to pick me up, anytime any of my friends, you know, wanted to, to hang out, I wasn't going to invite anybody over. Mm-hmm. And so as I got older, there was definitely a fear of, of poverty, yeah. of, of being poor, of, you know, never being able to get myself out of a situation like that again, or of screwing something up so badly that I end up in a situation mm-hmm. like that again. Mm-hmm. And, and so then for a long time, and again, it's, it's laughable in some ways, you know, public education is not exactly the financial windfall that you would hope it would be. But 
that you know there was definitely a, a clinging to financial security yeah so that i i never have to face that fear again and so it's just it's fascinating as we start to uncover some of these layers of because of the things that have happened to us the fear response that gets buried in there and the ways that we act out of it without often even realizing why we're doing mm. it yeah one of the things that's sticking out for me too is is the importance of other people you know Kyle you brought up mentors we've talked about the need to be surrounded by community before on the podcast i think it's matt chandler at the village church says uh, we all have blind spots yeah and we don't know that we have them that's yeah. why they're called blind spots <laughs> and so like you need people to point these things out like hey dude you're probably reacting this way because i see this in you right now yeah. Yeah. or i know this about your story which you know, we've talked about before is a deep level of relationship to get to with somebody like I know where you're coming from and this is what I see happening right now. You know, you were talking about the, the worrying about fear being your coping mechanism for fear, right? Mine was kind of similar and I didn't see it until it was pointed out to me. I was the planner, yeah. right? I, I was, I was the, I'm going to run out every eventuality in yeah. my head so that no matter what happens, I've thought it through and and we can move forward from there, right? And I say was, I'm healing, <laughs> not healed, right? You know, and but that but that's a fear response too yeah. of loss of control, of the unknown, of whatever is I'm just going to make sure that I have come at this from every single angle so that I'm not going to be taken by surprise. Yeah. And it, it you know, I would never have caught on to that on my own. Right. You know, I needed somebody else to be there. Like that, that's not a healthy thing that you're doing. Cause I right. thought it was great. It seems so was, sensible. Right. Yeah. Like I have made it through 38 years of life, you know, and this is how I operate. Right. Yeah. And I like the idea of going back to community and, and mentorship and friendship. Cause just even, even just thinking about this conversation now, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Right. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm fighting back tears from, from Kyle's story and I'm relating to everybody's, you know, junk as we, as we talk about fear. But I also think about just the, uh, the, the healing that comes from conversation, right. And the importance of having these kind of relationships with people, right. Cause there's not at work. I'm, I'm talking about last night's boring green Bay game, right. It was like awful. that's, don't bring was, that up again, man. Come on. <laughs> and we're talking about like, you know, you know, chit chat, right? Nothing, yeah. nothing important. It's just, you know, just to get by through the work yeah. day. But I'm reminded of these relationships that I have, I have with my friends and, and the guys, the guys that I call my close friends that, you know, I, I was, I, I think I sent you guys a, a podcast today about our desire to want to communicate and be, you know, have those deeper relationships with, yep. with, with other men and how being able to get called out on those fears and, and seeing where we can, where we can heal from, but also just the conversation, right? Like I just, just this last, however many minutes we've been talking, I'm already processing so many different ways of, of why I fear yep. this way. Um, you know, whether it's, it's, it's now fearing of, of, I don't say an, an adequacy, but also fear of, you know, not being the, the best dad I can possibly be because I didn't always have that. Or it's definitely an uncomfortable conversation, but it's needed. It yeah. is so needed. And so, again, thank you for sharing, Kyle. I mean, just that story right there is turned something in me that I appreciate you you sharing with the with the group. Yeah, yeah. And and to echo that, Kyle, you know, we we've talked a few times, but you know, I, I know how much fear played a role in in your story. And now that 
you're now in the place where you love having these conversations with younger guys and helping them benefit from the lessons that you've learned over time and and now getting to the place where you enjoy sharing you know your life story and some of the hard lessons that you've had to learn along the way but the things that have had such incredible benefit now as a result and you know we've talked about how you just you love talking to guys about their marriages and sharing with them the stories of you and Chris and and the years and the miles that you guys have had together and you know talking with people in business that as as you've gone from you know having to drop out of school and go find a job to now running your own business and getting to talk to other entrepreneurs and and share your stories that I'm just, again, just so thankful that we get to sit here with you and benefit from that as well. Mm. So just want to yeah. echo what Mike said and say thank you for being one of the mentors that we get to turn to and, and benefit from. Thank you, guys. You know, I was thinking that uh, another lie that uh, we could believe is that if we stop being afraid, that means we don't care. Yeah. Mm. And that's just such a lie, right? Mm -hmm. So you guys know my story, but um, so Kyle Jr. was born in 1990 and um, we raised him and, and uh, out of some fears, because yeah. once you lose a child, you fear your greatest fear that, that you would lose another. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there's this voice in your head that says, the odds are so astronomical it could never happen again. Yeah. So you're afraid, but you're you got this other side of you going, that's crazy. Um, 2007, Kyle Jr. was in a horrible car accident, and uh, he died uh, in October uh, 2007. So I I lose my second son, and um, um, for years after Kyle passed away. Every time my daughter and my grandkids would come and visit me, I would stand at the door and watch them walk up the sidewalk, get in their car and weep yeah. because I was so fearful that this may be the last time I would ever see them because automobiles seemed to take people from me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, my wife, I would I I love her so much that if she didn't answer my phone call and she was running late. When she finally did answer my phone call, I would scream at her hmm. because I was so worried and overtaken by fear that something had happened to her. How could you not answer the phone? I was so worried. I was sick. Yeah. And it was true, but my fear was hurting people. My fear was um, affecting other people. And uh, what I realized after I, you know, as I learned these things is that the opposite of fear is freedom. Yeah. Mm. And uh, so how did I, how do you go from being all those things I just named to being what you just shared a moment ago, this man that lives this blessed life that is so free today, have very little fear. Yeah. Unhealthy fear. Right. Lots of healthy fear. <laughs> and I'm going to keep it because I don't care how much you paid me. I'm not jumping out there. <laughs> you, can tell, you can show me the check. I'm like, that's okay, brother. Keep it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I have healthy fear, but I, I really don't carry around a lot of 
unhealthy fear. And this is the reason why. It's not because I'm special. I figured something out. It's because of guys like you. See, I've got men in my life that as soon as something like that whispers in, I'm picking up the phone. Yeah. And I'm talking to somebody and I'm saying, this is what's going on. And men like you are going to tell me what I need to hear, that that's yeah. a lie. You're going to minister to me. You're going to talk to me, pray for me, give me some scripture to read, whatever that looks like. Maybe just encourage me and tell me that I'm brave and hmm. and I'm a good man, you know, because yeah. yeah. we all need to hear that. Yeah. And so today it's it's freedom, brothers. And uh, it's it's so awesome that uh, we anybody can do this. It really is a, a choice and a decision, a decision first to get a mentor and to face those fears and unload that junk and be willing to talk about it and then look back. How do you identify it? Yeah. Now that I've identified it, what am I going to do about it? Yeah. And uh, being able to get to that freedom. But as you can tell, um, I love to talk and yeah. <laughs> uh, I love to talk about this kind of stuff because it's life changing. It I've is. been married to my wife for 35 years last April. Congratulations. And uh, we uh, almost separated because of uh, unforgiveness. Now, we didn't realize this at the time, but we were doing, I'm going to say, everything right. In other words, everything you're supposed to do as a husband and wife, going to church, praying together. Um, you know, I was a decent husband. I stopped, you know, yelling at her and treating her like an employee, you know, <laughs> things like that, that I, you know, kind of did back in the day. And, uh, but we were growing farther and farther apart. And at night I would, I, I, I was terrified. I really was fearful of losing my wife, but, but I went to the one who handles that fear, God. And I would lay my hand on my wife at night when she was asleep and say, God, I know I'm losing her. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. Please show me. And uh, when the time was right, God showed me that the reason I was losing my wife is because I had blamed her for the death of my first son. Uh, my wife wasn't at the school bus stop that day. And uh, she just happened to uh, get caught up doing the laundry that day. It was, you know, there's a lot of mothers at the bus stop. It wasn't like she left our son there by himself. But something inside of me had believed that if she would have been there, maybe it would have been different. And uh, so uh, when I realized that through men mm -hmm. in my life that helped me see that mm -hmm. and God and prayer, when I realized that, I said, uh, well, what am I supposed to do? And they said, well, you're going to have to talk to your wife. Talk about fear, guys. Yeah. yeah. How am I going to go to my wife? After all these years, now this is after Kyle Jr. was killed. This is a few years after that. How am I going to go with my wife after all these years and tell her I've been blaming you for the death of our first son? Yeah. So I pray about it. I talk to friends about it. And one day it's time. So I go home, get down on my knees, sit down next to my wife, everything off. I got to talk to you, sweetheart. And I look at her and I'm, I start crying immediately. And I say, I've asked God to forgive me. And I need to ask you to forgive me because I have been blaming you for Joey's death. And I realize that it's not your fault. And I need to ask you to forgive me because I had convinced myself that if you would have been there, maybe it wouldn't have happened. Well, my wife starts crying, tears streaming down her face. She looks at me and she goes, I've been blaming you for Kyle's death. Mm. 
You see, the night Kyle died, he called me and asked me if I'd come and pick him up. And I was watching a movie with my wife, and I said, hey, bud, you think Will would give you a ride? That was Kyle's best friend. And uh, my son said, yeah, sure, I'll call Will and see if he'll give me a ride, Dad. I mean, he's ridden with Will 100 times. Sure. And uh, so we hung up. He called me back five minutes later, said, great news, Dad. Will said, no problem. I'll be home about 45. And he never came home. And uh, so my wife said, if you would have got up off that couch, maybe Kyle would be living. And that that moment, uh, we we wept and, and God reached down into our marriage and he removed a cancer, yeah. unforgiveness. And uh, we were freed in that moment. And uh, everything changed. Everything changed from confessing that and saying that out loud. So one of the notes I put down is, unforgiveness it, it can be fearful yeah. what's going to happen if i tell that person or even if somebody abused me or did something to me if i forgive them i'm letting them off the hook or something so i'm fearful to do that but the person that that's holding back is the person that doesn't forgive yeah. not yeah. the person that offended them yeah. so that uh was something i wanted to share tonight and um in hopes that our unforgiveness to forgiveness story of freedom uh would help another person that's listening to this podcast yeah. yeah that's awesome kyle thank you for sharing brother i know it's not necessarily feels good to bring it up but i know from knowing you and knowing the story the the power that that has had in other people's lives of you being able to share what you guys have walked through and you know and just being able to lead other people to that same freedom that you found through sharing the story and putting it out there. Yeah. We just, we really appreciate it. And it feels like that's, that's the unavoidably necessary step. If we're ever going to get past fear is there, there's a level of surrender to, I don't want to do this but I know I need to do it and I'm not sure what's going to happen if I do it. Right. We talked about how so many of these fears seem to come back to some sort of foundation of control, mm -hmm. right? I don't want to let whatever happened in the past happen again. I don't want to be hurt in whatever way I was hurt before. And so I'm going to do whatever I can. I'm going to control whatever I can. Even if that control doesn't actually exist, I'm going to fake that I'm in control and so it seems like the only way we ever get out of that loop and break that cycle is to surrender and, and to push through that unknown of what's going to happen if I do something different than the thing I've been doing for however long. But now knowing that what's potentially on the other side of that is freedom and, you know, just hearing you talk, Kyle, about what's come as a result of that moment, right? Uh, of that moment of you, you could have gone home and been like, no, not, not doing it, not doing it, not, not risking this. You know, what might she say? Where might this go? But taking that risk, you know, trusting the, the advice and the encouragement from God and from mentors. And 
I think once you get a taste of that, once you get a taste of freedom, of not being afraid, of seeing something other than fear, of seeing something other than what's always happened in that same place, there's just, there's such a hunger for more of that that it becomes easier and easier and easier to take that risk each time. Because like you said, I mean, it, it still happens, right? You still got to make those phone calls to the guys that you know and trust that look, you know, here's where it's showing up right now. Help me remember what's true. Yeah. Because once you get that taste, you never want to go back. Yeah. I think I, um, I, uh, had mentioned on the, uh, on the call that we had, I yep. had mentioned, uh, that today I tell my wife, I'll sit her down and I say, I love you so much that I'm willing to have a conversation with you that terrifies me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, really what it is, is I love the Lord so much and he gives me strength that I'm willing to have conversations that terrify me. Yeah. Uh, one's about when I call a buddy and I say, I need to confess something to you. And I come clean with something, you know, because I don't want to carry it around. There's nothing in my life that another man doesn't know. Yeah. I, I don't hold on to things because that's where it starts. You yeah. Know? And, and you can go to ugly places very quick. So, yeah. so it's those conversations. I love the Lord so much. I'm willing to have a conversation with you that terrifies me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This may be one of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, and speaking of, I mean, you told me this, I don't know a year ago and I just I thought it was one of the most profound things I've ever heard you know talking about being willing to have conversations that terrify you you know you told me how you'll sit down with Chris at times and say all I'm going to do is listen but I'm asking you to tell me anything that's going on in our relationship anything that I'm doing that's having a negative effect. And I forget exactly how you phrased it. So, you know, clarify if I'm getting this off, but, and I, and I'm just going to sit there and when you're done, I'm going to say, okay, yes, I'm not going to, I'm not going to defend myself. Uh, I'm not going to justify. I'm going to listen. And then when you're done, I'm going to say, okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. I do that every year. Actually, it happens on new year's Eve and, or new year's day. And uh, I set her down, uh, no distractions, uh, everything's off. And uh, I usually get down on one knee, hold her hand, and uh, look her in the eye, and she's sitting on a couch or something, and I yeah. say, uh, how am I doing as a husband? And to fulfilling your needs and desires, security for love, everything that God put in your heart that you need. Yeah. And I'm just going to listen, and whatever you say, I'm just going to look at you and say, sweetheart, I love you, and I'm going to do better. It terrifies me to ask her that every year. <laughs> I will say I got a good report the last two in a row. Nice. <laughs> so we're doing okay. Nice. But uh, if I don't slow down on my fishing, this year's report could change. <laughs> Yeah, it's things like that that I, when I first heard you say that, I was just reminded yet again of of all the things that we've talked about, of, of how important it is to have mentors, of how important it is to actually listen to our mentors, of how important it is to, to follow the example that our mentors are setting, and especially in these places of fear. Um, 
because I've since taken that and I've, I've had that conversation with Brooke. And I don't know that I would have even thought of it had you not said it. And I don't know that I would have had the courage necessarily to do it and to do it in that way without, you know, hearing you set that example beforehand. Um, and again, it, it was, it was terrifying and I wasn't even sure why it was terrifying because I feel like, you know, Brooke and I have a great marriage. We talk endlessly, but there was that moment of, if I ask this question, what's going to happen? What if she says, yeah. right? I, I spent a lot of time being afraid, fearing that I was falling short yeah. of mm-hmm. something that she needed. And what, what if she said something that I felt I'm incapable or, or yeah. uh, I hate to say not willing because I'd do anything for my wife. It's not not willing, but... I can't even think now as to what she could say that I'm incapable right. of doing, but what if, right? Yeah. Like you just, when you ask a question like that, you don't know what answer you're going to get. Yeah. So there was a lot of fear in that. Yeah. But now I just walk in there, I put on my armor. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I ask the question. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a, a good place to wrap it up. And for now, at least, and we'll continue the conversation on, on fear if, if we need to. But I want to make sure, Kyle, because when, when we had talked on the phone, we talked about how you enjoy the mentoring aspect and, and sharing your story and, and using uh, where you've come from uh, to help other people out, like John said, uh, whether that's young men or entrepreneurs or whatever that is. And so kind of pretty cool thing just happened you actually were a part of a book that was released on the, the 10th of September, right? Not too long ago. So you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, talk about fear. <laughs> <laughs> it's been several years. Uh, I've been told by many people that we should consider writing a book of our story, how it would impact people and help people. And I'm an eighth grade dropout guys. I've, I've never went to any other education and, um, Sometimes I sit here like tonight on the way over here and I listen to your, some of your podcasts and I think I'm not worthy to be sitting with these men. I'm not uh, smart enough to mm-hmm. com- converse with these men. And um, that's a lie. You it know, is. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how smart I am, but I, I'm worthy to converse. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Absolutely. But uh, so anyway, for years I've been battling this fear uh, that I'm not good enough to do this and i I finally talked to a man and he said something and god hit me and uh gave me the strength and just really i I made the call yeah and so the book that came out september 10th is called don't quit stories of persistence courage and faith and i'm honored to be in a book with several authors uh it's about it's several chapters long but uh each author writes a chapter, shares some of their story, different different stories, different backgrounds, different futures. But uh, our story, I'm able to share about the boys and almost losing my business after recession in 2010 and how a man looked at me one day and uh, he asked me, what do you do for a living, Kyle? And I said, I'm a roofer, Charlie. And he said, I want you to go home, start tomorrow morning. I want you to look in the mirror every morning. I want you to say, I'm a businessman that owns a construction company. Hmm. And then I want you to do every day, whatever it is you need to do that day 
to become a businessman that owns a construction company. I'm just crazy enough to do that. <laughs> so I went home and I put a post-it on my mirror and I made that bold statement every day. And man, God has done amazing things and introduced me to people that have taught me so many things. I'm so blessed that uh, today I'm a businessman that owns a construction company. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we have a successful business. My daughter's going to take it over. My grandkids may even become a part of it. But I'm also working on a book for 2020 that I'm uh, scheduled to come out in the fall of 2020, and it's going to be called Lessons from a Grieving Father. Mm. And that's going to be full of uh, what I would consider stories and lessons that I've learned along the way of what not to do uh, when I lost my first son and uh, the things that will hurt and make things worse and what to do when I met the Lord and asked him to lead my life and then shortly after lost my second son. And uh, I'm excited about that. And actually, as I'm telling you that, I have no fear going through me. So that's very cool because yeah. uh, it's God's helping me with all of this and getting more comfortable with it and being able to say it out loud because uh, I, would, I wouldn't I would want to say it out loud because then I got to yeah. do it and you're, <laughs> you're going to hold me accountable, you know? So yeah. well, that's that book be on will the come out in 2020. It will come out. And uh, I'm just so excited. And the reason we're doing this, the most important thing is that I just hope that there's a person, I pray that there's a person that hears something about our story that impacts them and shows them that you too no matter where you've been or what you've done, can forgive yourself, forgive others, get strength from the Lord, and move on to his plan for your life and yeah. accomplish way greater things than I could ever dream or imagine and you could ever dream or imagine. So I'm just blessed. But thanks a lot, guys, again, yeah, for having that's me That's awesome, here. dude. That's really, really awesome. And thank you for taking that step out to write both of those books. It's just, it's a testament to your faith. So for now, we'll call that good. Kyle, thank you. This has been such a joy to be able to sit here and, and just share these stories and, and to listen to listen to your story again. Because every time I hear it, I'm just I'm touched by your courage, your faithfulness, and your willingness to share the hardest and most painful things that have happened to then be able to share, you know, not to just put a happy bow on things, but to share the the reality that there is freedom, that there is transformation available no matter what. And so I'm I'm grateful for our friendship. I'm I'm grateful for your willingness to be here tonight. I'm grateful that that you were willing to let us capture even just a part of this and share this with others. So for now, on, on behalf of Kyle and Mike and Tom, thank all. I want to thank all of you for being a part of this with us. Um, thank you for being part of our community on Facebook and sharing your stories. Thank you for listening to our stories. And thank you that we all get to pursue true transformation, true restoration together. So we'll see you guys next time.
Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as we did when we were recording it with Kyle. He mentioned the book, and we actually previewed that a couple weeks back on, uh, on our Instagram, but we went and bought a couple of extra copies, and, and we want to give them away to you all. Uh, so head over to our Instagram, strong underscore towers, to find our post for this episode, and uh, just kind of follow on to the instructions there for uh, for the giveaway, and maybe earn yourself a free copy of Kyle's book.